0: On your radio app and smart speaker, this is GTFM on a Wednesday morning and time to introduce my very special guest of the morning, Plaid Cymru member of the Senate, Heleth Facken. Uh, First of all, uh, good morning to you, Heleth.
1: Good morning and happy new year.
0: Uh, Happy new year as well. Did you have a nice uh, Christmas?
1: I did indeed. Thank you very much.
0: I mean, because let's be honest... uh, (laughs) We, we, everybody who works work hard of course but it's always nice just to to put your feet up and uh and just relax and uh take your eye off the ball even if it's only for a couple of days isn't it
1: definitely and spend time with family and the new dog that we have as part of the family as well so it, it was lovely I have
0: to say. okay what what breed of dog
1: uh, beagle
0: oh very nice and um behaving itself <laughs>
1: Well, uh, she she likes chewing things. I have to say, so uh, some <laughs> wallpaper missing, some carpets, but uh, we forgive everything because she's extremely friendly and cute. I have oh, to say. Right. Okay. <laughs>
0: Right, uh, let's talk about the impact then Omicron is having on the NHS at the moment, shall we? Um, there's been high cases, of course, of the variant in Wales, Helen, uh, but, but are we seeing high hospital admissions at, at the moment as high as they were last, last winter?
1: Not as high, but the pressures are different um, because what we have seen is so many NHS staff having to self-isolate Um, And heard yesterday from the First Minister that the numbers are highest uh, with the Welsh Ambulance Service in terms of staff being off. So obviously that creates immense pressure because it's not just about the number of beds then, but it's also the staff being available to treat patients when they're in hospital.
0: Right, so, so it's not so much the, the numbers going into hospital, it's all due to the staff shortages, because, of course, like, like you just said, they got to self-isolate themselves.
1: Yes, yes, and obviously that situation can change quickly, the fact that it is being monitored closely. Um, I think the worrying thing, a lot of constituents across from the Cynon have contacted me um, after experiencing huge delays with the ambulance service, um, having to wait, you know, being told that there was one instance with someone being told when they were having a heart attack that it would take up to six hours for an ambulance to arrive and having to find alternative ways to get to hospital because of the pressures on the ambulance service. Um Yesterday, I raised this in the Senate, the First Minister saying that the army will be supporting more than they've ever had to at any other point in the pandemic. So even though things are positive in terms of uh, the numbers that have had a booster vaccine and everything now, it is still a very worrying picture in terms of pressures on the NHS this winter.
0: Okay, so we can bring the army in, but what's the long term solution to the problem? Do we need to employ more ambulance drivers, do you think?
1: Well, exactly. I think, you know, I, I, I fully support that there are calls for a COVID-specific inquiry here in Wales, because I think some of the pressures were there pre-COVID. You know, we we heard horror stories in terms of pressures on the Welsh Ambulance Service prior to the pandemic. I think this is an exacerbated thing. So I think we do need to have that longer-term plan and investments, because obviously the army can... Support now, but as you say, it's not a
0: long term solution by any means. Yeah, now the pressure, of course, we know on the NHS is, is alarmingly high with all sorts of different reasons. But of course, we've got to remember the people who are suffering, uh, who've been waiting now a, a number of years for routine operations like hip and knee replacements, that sort of thing. I mean, is there light at the end of the tunnel for people like them, Helith? Well,
1: I, I wish there was. I think it's extremely worrying at the moment that we're seeing delayed appointments and everything. Um, I think that that is the, the crucial point now. Again, I, I have constituents contacting me about being, um, you know, delayed appointments, not being able to get diagnosis and so on. It's extremely bleak picture. I don't want to be depressing on a Wednesday morning, but I think we need to be realistic about those pressures. And certainly as a Senate member, what I will be pushing for is definite actions because we need to see uh, waiting list times, uh, manage people getting diagnosed quickly. We know how important that is with the number of cancers, for instance, how yeah, important yeah. early diagnosis is. So it, it is a very, very worrying time. Um, and I'm sure many of listeners will have been aware with CUMTAV Morganov University Health Board have said um, that they're trialling different things to use crashes in the Royal Glamorgan Hospital and using the minor injuries unit um, and encouraging people to use those more so. So it, it is a very difficult time. But the one thing I would urge any listeners is please don't put off contacting your doctor if you are concerned about anything. And obviously in an emergency situation... It is extremely difficult if ambulances are not available, um, and you know. I, I think we we need to know about those examples. So, if anyone's listening and wants to get in touch with me to raise concerns they have, please do so. So that I can take those to our government and the health board.
0: Okay. Now, you, you you mentioned cancer for obvious reasons, but of course. Um, All cancers, it's not good news for people, of course, but there are certain cancers that that, that need to be uh, diagnosed and and treated very, very quickly. I'm thinking of pancreatic cancer, uh, stomach cancer, liver cancer, lung cancer. uh, uh, There's one or two others as well, brain. I mean, they need... Treatment so quickly and urgently but of course they've got to be diagnosed first so what's the pathway you know what what can we do for for those sort of people
1: i think the key thing is if you have concerns if you're noticing anything different in bowel habits etc is please do contact your gp don't just hope that it's nothing serious please do still contact your gp i think that is a crucial message You know, um, even though there are pressures and so on, you're not being a nuisance by flagging up um, symptoms that could be indicative of something far more serious. And as you say, very often, if treated early, can be survivable. But if it deteriorates, it can be a serious situation. So please do persevere to get those appointments. And if you are having difficulties, as I said, please contact your local representatives, such as myself, So we can
0: support you. Okay, Are you afraid of another variant emerging soon that's going to impact on on everything that we've seen so far? Because uh, the Omicron uh, case rate is very high, but it's a milder form of the virus. But are you concerned that there might be another variant in a couple of months time that could really cause issues?
1: I think we all are, I'm saying. I think we've all been thinking it'll be over by this point. It'll be over. Um, I, I think the key thing, you know, one of the things that I have been campaigning for and supporting have been calls for a people's vaccine. And that means making sure that vaccinations are available for everyone worldwide. Um, and, you know, we've seen very low um, vaccination rates in Africa, for instance, because of difficulties in rolling out the vaccination programme there and I think there is a duty on countries such as ourselves to do far more to support other countries because obviously we, it's a global pandemic and therefore it requires global solution not just working in isolation.
0: Is there a health board in Wales at the moment Helen, that's really struggling uh, with hospital admissions? Is there, is there any one health board that's standing out for you that need you know, a lot of support?
1: I think it was clear uh, from the health minister yesterday that every health board is under pressure, okay, which yeah. is why uh, the measures are in place in terms of encouraging working from home, the mask wearing and so, so on, and you know the, the personal responsibility of us all contributing to stop the spread of the virus. So no. uh, it, was, it was a clear message in terms of doing everything that we can.
0: Scotland announced yesterday that they're going to relax some of the restrictions. Of course, uh, people can go in and watch um, sport again. Six Nations around the corner. Any hope for us, Ellis?
1: Well, there was a glimmer of hope yesterday um, that the First Minister hopes to be able to announce something next week. So um, I would hope that there will be good news. Obviously, it is dependent on the numbers here in Wales, Um at that point, but how things are looking at the moment, he did indicate there could be a glimmer of hope for us. Um, I think it is unfortunate with some of the limitations. Um, personally, I, I think Scotland's approach has been more logical and sensible on this, um, because even things like park run can't take place at the moment, and um, we know that how important it is that to fight this virus that being fit and healthy is so, so important. So I think that there needs to be a balance in terms of keeping people safe, but also um, allowing sports to continue and physical activity in groups is really important.
0: Yeah, because it's, it's important for businesses as well, but particularly Cardiff for obvious reasons, because obviously that's where uh, the game is going to be taking place, February the 12th, I think is the first game against Scotland. So of course it's so important for businesses as well, isn't it?
1: It is, it is. The main concern seems to be around how people get to venues so not actually being in the stadium as much because if people have COVID passes and so on, but it's more the travel and being close proximity and if people aren't mask wearing and obviously um, in pubs and so on. So there is additional support has been announced now for businesses from Welsh Government um, that are waiting. Check if you're eligible for those. So, I would encourage any local business as well to look if they are eligible because obviously there has been an impact on many industries from the restrictions that are in place. Even if they're allowed to be open, um, it's not the same in terms of business at all.
0: I want to ask you about the local elections in just a sec, but I've got to ask you about the Prime Minister Boris Johnson. Um, of course, he's in the in, in the dock again, really, isn't he? Over this alleged bring-your-own-booze party down in the street back on May the twentieth in twenty twenty. Uh, that was during the first lockdown. What, what's played? Camby's take on this. What have you heard today?
1: Well, he should resign. I think it's very, very clear. If he had an ounce of integrity. He should go. Um, you know the the, the the horrific stories that we. All know of and the sea of people not being able to say goodbye to loved ones at this exact point in time when this party was taking place is just despicable. I, I don't think there's any justification for it. And you you can't impose restrictions on people, stopping them from from attending funerals and so on, and then have a party yourself. And attend. I, I just, yeah, I, it. it really difficult i think to contain our anger at this um and uh, it'd be interesting to see how he tries to justify it yeah. so i don't think there's any way he can of uh,
0: course prime minister's question time's at midday so that's going to be a feisty uh, affair today in the house of commons uh, on social media uh, the word arrogance comes to mind with a lot of people would you agree with that
1: Arrogance, yes, but a complete disregard and um, complete insensitivity. When you think about people dealing with grief alone after losing loved ones to this dreadful, dreadful virus, and then this is such a slap in the face to everyone. And I I think it is, you know, I don't know how you can spin yourself out of this one when the facts are so obvious, you know, in terms of this so yeah it, uh, I, i'll be watching with interest but hoping because how many last chances has he had uh i don't know there's a number of times recently where i thought well surely this is the point that anyone with an answer of integrity would resign and yet he's still the prime minister mm. 363
0: reported deaths on that particular day may the 20th 2020 try explaining that one to the 363 families concerned i'm, I'm sure they got an opinion on that one um right let's turn our attention then shall we to local elections uh, coming up in May these are always very important and very important and, and something very close to your heart as well health
1: Yes um in 2017 I was elected as councillor for Pontefract town ward um I'm still the councillor at the moment but now I'm in the Senate. I'm not allowed to stand next May um but I just wanted to really take this opportunity if anybody's listening today with an interest in standing and feel free to get in touch um, because I know a number of councillors are retiring this time as well Um, so there is an opportunity for people to help shape um, their country, Rhondda Canantar, County Borough and all of course local authorities in Wales and it's so so important that we have uh, people from different backgrounds, ages, and so on standing for election and representing their communities um, so it's really a plea for anybody that wants to get involved to get involved. I can thoroughly recommend it as a job It's been a huge honor to represent my community and work with my community on so many different projects um, and if you if if anybody is thinking. I could do that, but I'm not sure. Um, please get in touch with my office if you'd like to talk about the role, and I'd be very, very happy to kind of talk through what the role is and so on.
0: And are and parties now begin to ramp up focus on these elections? Because Covid really has overshadowed everything really, Helen, hasn't it?
1: It has indeed, and yes, parties are out campaigning. Um, not all seats have been selected and candidates. So it's worth getting in touch if you are supportive of any uh, any party in particular, to get in touch with that party to see about which positions are available. Also things like your community councils will be electing people as well, such as the uh, Pumper Town Council. So there's a whole range of different ways to get involved. Um, if you're on a community or town council, those are unpaid roles but there are funds available to help you with caring responsibilities and so on. Um, There's also funds to help disabled candidates, to help them if they require support in being able to stand for election. So there are ways to support. And the key thing is we need people representing us in every level of government that reflect our communities and care about our communities. So if you think that sounds like something that you'd like to get involved with, then why not consider standing and get in touch with the political parties to see what opportunities are available for you.
0: OK. ellis Fackham, pra- uh, Plaid coming member of the Senate. As always, uh, thank you very much indeed uh, for joining us uh, on the show today. And I'm sure you're going to be off now to uh, to watch Boris Johnson uh, try to wriggle out of that one. Are you, Ellis? <laughs>
1: I am indeed before attending the Senate virtually myself from home this afternoon.
0: It's going to be interesting. Okay, Henneth, thank you very much indeed for joining us on the show today.
1: Thank you. Bye.